Ronin. Juice in the Morning is a proud partner of Summer Bash Indiana. Summer Bash Indiana is Indiana's first all-inclusive music festival. Sick of being nickel and dime for $12 beers, $5 waters, and parking? How about buying your tickets? Ticket fees and taxes suck. Well, not at Summer Bash Indiana. For only $60, you'll get eight live original rock bands, beer and wine, food, parking, and a hell of a great time with no ticket taxes or fees ever. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 6th at 10 a.m. Presale starts February 28th at 10 a.m., but only if you're signed up for the email list that's located at www.summerbashindiana.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Juice in the Morning. I'm your host, Justin Juice Kelly. Uh, this is one of the, uh, I think, best podcasts we're going to have coming up with the coronavirus, the COVID-19. <laughs> we are saying fuck it, and we're having strangers in the uh, studio to talk to them about their business. And I'm, I'm thinking, Johnny, it's kind of like this song right here. Oh, come on, play, fucker. Nope, it didn't work. Didn't I work. Love didn't, work. So didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, here we go. We only been waiting forty minutes, bro. You gotta take your time. <laughs> Says the motherfucker who has done nothing about the technology, right? <laughs> like, am I am I am I wrong about this? <laughs> Who's done literally nothing while I fucking frantically run around this studio and make sure things are working? What's wrong? I don't know. So so something's wrong. This is some something's off, man. I don't, I don't know. You're a bitch. Just saying. Like you're, yeah, you yeah. literally. You if literally you were my are. boy, I'd fuck. No, you wouldn't do shit. Um, <laughs> I'll choke him out. <laughs> I'm fucking choke you, bro. All right, well, we're just gonna do it from here. This better be awesome. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> That's just what I think of when I'm thinking of what's going on. So, so that song is what I think of when I think of this uh, coronavirus thing going on. And what's really crazy is I could not think of that song title for the life of me. And I literally went to Google and said, the song from the movies that is he, he, ha, ha. <laughs> and Google pulled it up right away. Like it was not even a, it wasn't even a problem. They knew exactly what I was looking for. So I'm going to hit you with some Burt Crusher secret time. I fuck heavily with like classical symphonies. I listen to that shit all the time, and I don't know why. I feel like he's bullshitting us most of the time. But anyways, I'm gonna well, let Johnny. Like I'm gonna let bullshit. Johnny go ahead and said, uh, introduce the guests that he brought in today. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, just saying. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hit search and let you see. I'm looking at him searching through his phone. I see Juicy oh, J. No, no, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I do. I listen. Yeah, I bullshit. listen a lot of Mozart and shit. But with us today, um, I'm very excited about this episode. So we got a couple dope-ass barbers from Against the Grain, AGT Barbershop. We got Antoine and Darren Scott. How y'all doing today? Great, man. Great, great. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's great to have y'all in here. I'm excited for this. Um, it's always fun doing a podcast with people who have not done a podcast before in a studio like this. So I think it's always a good time. And I always find the best guest on this show, so... No, I'm just right saying. Here, baby. <laughs> yeah, right I swear, here. like I feel like he literally everything he said has been bullshit since we started the podcast. Oh man, I, you can't. I'm curious. Like I'm curious about what the rest of this show is gonna be like. Johnny in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, over under on as soon as we put the mics down, he's like, "This is the best fucking episode we've done it. We've done it in six months." 
But no, uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. It's been. Uh, so where are you guys located? We are located off of East Washington Street, right next to the old Washington Square Mall. Okay, okay, okay. Address is uh, 10030 East Washington Street. Cool. That's what's up. How long? Like 40th and Midhoffer, basically. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. How long you been there? Um, we just opened up in November. Yeah. Uh, we like we haven't even had a grand opening yet. Mm-hmm. We're still kind of putting the shop together. Yeah. I yeah. think it'd be cool to like set up an event or something like that and get people out there for you guys. Like, um, anytime that we have a little bit of lead time to get people somewhere, we can get people there. So um, I'm I'm in the middle of putting together a stand up show in Newcastle. And the last time we did it, we had like over 100 people in the in the uh, the crowd, so it was a good time. I told some bad jokes, and then the rest of the comedians did a good job. Um, but yeah, it's if you give us some time, I can probably help you guys put together something, and we can work together. That's what I mean. Anytime we have people on Juice in the Morning, like all I want to do is make sure that we support them because they're supporting us by coming on the show. So if you guys need any help with that kind of stuff, just let me know. Appreciate well, I mean, it. we're not here to shit on anybody, but. You know, no, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. But I'm saying, you know, if you if you from the east side, like in Greenfield, like where we're from, and places like that, like you, dude, there's nowhere. There's nowhere. I'm sorry. There, there's there's there, <laughs> there's that's, nowhere. That's, why, that's how I found him. Why not drive 15 extra minutes? That's how I found him. You know what I mean? So there's nowhere in Greenfield. <laughs> Let me pull over Washington Street. Met him. I've been chopping it up with him ever since. Hell yeah, man. I I grew up around Greenfield. I mean, that's where I went. And uh, like to get my hair cut and stuff, and I mean it was like great clips all through high school. Yeah. And, yep. when, and I like whenever people told me about barber shops when I was a kid or younger, it was like, man, that's like for like old people. Like I don't, I'm not going to the barber shop because I remember my grandpa going to the barber shop and getting the high and tight, flat top fade. Like oh. that's what he got for, yeah. like I think 50 years. Like I swear, I think he had the same haircut for 50 years. And I always thought that about barber shops, and then. Um, I moved to uh, Indianapolis, and a buddy of mine started going to Matt's Barbershop in Greenwood because I work down at uh, the BioLife that's down in Greenwood. <clears throat> and uh, it's a – I really like it. Um, you know, I'm not I'm, – I know we're not promoting Matt's Barbershop. We're promoting you guys, but they're just on the complete opposite side of town. Right, so don't worry right, about right, that right. as competition. But, no, what I liked about it, though, is Matt's Barbershop is what – I feel like a barbershop should be. When you go in, they're talking. Everybody's bullshitting about sports, what's in the news, all talking. Because I had tried a few barbershops in, like, Fort Wayne and other places where, like, you just sat there and, like, it was just kind of lame. Like, it was, like, they're just there cutting hair like it's great clips. And uh, that's not the kind of communal feel that you're supposed to get from a barbershop. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you guys is I feel like, you know, just kind of knowing you for for long enough that it's kind of like, if I walked into your establishment, it's going to be like a family atmosphere. Like, Hell yo, what's yeah. up with you, bro? You Hell know, yeah. everybody, you know and everybody says what's up. And, it, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, fuck, 15 minutes before I can get, get in that chair. And then you got somebody sitting there like, oh, I just want to fucking hurry up and get this done. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's going to be like, yo, what's up? You know, I'm Johnny. What's up? You know, and then you chopping it up and it's going to be. Like, I shake up with all his clients. Oh, for real? They, they know me now. You know, they, yeah. they know me. They, they show me love. They show me support. It's love. It's family. That's what it's all about. There you go. Thank Perfect. You. <clears throat> but yeah, like, I mean, uh, one of the things that I wanted to just ask really quick right off the bat, uh, I've had a guy just dig into my head. So how do you guys feel about that? Like, is that a is that something that, that maybe the guy wasn't a good barber? 
or what do you he mean just, like he's just fucking like rough. i mean i'm talking like he was digging into like the mm. back of my head and like i i had like ingrown hairs even from it because he was like he had oh, like shit. given like irritation to my scalp and i was like because <laughs> that's a funny thing like you you build your regular like your regular yeah. person you want to go to and my girl wasn't there that day because i i yeah, she's a she's a female barber. Uh, Shout out to female barbers. Yeah, she's, they're, oh they're, man, they're she's taking dope. over. Um, <laughs> they're taking over. But I, I, she wasn't there, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna try a different person because I really want to get my hair cut the, before this weekend. She wasn't there; she was sick or something, and he just tore my fucking head up, and it was a bad haircut too. So I was like, I went through all that pain for not even a good haircut. Like I would have te- I would have dealt with the pain. If it was a good haircut. Now, listen, if you go to ATG, <laughs> I don't think you're going to have that problem. Exactly. But I do got a question for y'all. Let me, let, let's, let's touch on his topic real quick. Yep. Go ahead. You want to start and I'll, I'll bounce off of that? Uh, you wanna, okay, I'll take the reins <laughs> in. Wow. So, the thing that a lot of barbers don't understand is you can be super light with yep. a clipper. You can barely touch somebody's hair and it's going to cut the hair. Yeah. You don't have to dig into somebody's hair. Literally, he said, boom. You know, smoke in their head. Yeah. What the fuck is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cut the hair regardless. But if he's trying to get out a really deep line, mm-hmm. I can understand it. But at the same time, you shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't be putting a deep line in somebody's hair. Right. So. Yeah, I, I think he's he's no longer there. So. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, but uh, tell me how long have you guys been, how long have you been cutting? I've been cutting since, well, I've been cutting 10 years now. I started barber school in 2010. Yeah. I was a rookie. I didn't know how to cut hair at all. I just decided I was tired of working jobs. My father was a barber. Okay. So I just went for it. Yeah. And it's, and it's been paying off. Do you feel, do you feel like an art, art form with it? Too? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's I love that. Have you seen any of the pictures they're posting? No, because you literally just told me about these people today. So, <laughs> Or about a week ago when we were playing the podcast. But my question, my question I wanted to get to is I heard because I don't know maybe it's a weird thing for me, but there, nothing feels better than a good straight razor. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely hasn't seen one in a few weeks. And, uh, <laughs> in a minute, but uh, I heard that they don't let female u- barbers use actual straight razors. No. They got to use like the what is That's it? Not, it's got the guard. Mm-mm. So is that I understand where people get mixed up? Cosmetologists. Can't use straight. Oh, okay. Razors. So, okay. like, and that, is that it's in a different school program. or something? It's a different program. Like, so is that what cosmetology is? Like, when they're in school, or is that like? So, there's cosmetology program and barber program. So, each one, depending on state, Illinois and I know Indiana, same, fifteen hundred dollars. Each program has a central focus on men's cuts, men's straight razor shave, whatever they're going to teach you at that at that school. Whereas the the cosmetology side. Is going to focus on balayages, uh, air forming, a lot of air forming. You know, really the women's side. So is that the shit where they got the whole like jet plane looking thing for your hair? Or, uh, I'm sorry, man. I, <laughs> I don't know shit about it. <laughs> but that's why, like, I'm glad y'all here. We jet go, plane, we go I, honestly, jet plane. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know that so. thing where like bitches is getting perms or something, and it like. Yeah, Oh, is that what it, is that what it actually is? So. <laughs> Yeah, so like I, like like I said, it's just it's just focused on a different different side of the field. Okay. You know, so where I went to school, I know how to do all of that. Yeah. They don't want barbers doing chemical processes. Mm-mm. Like they don't want you doing perms, no. they don't want you doing hair colors, no. even oh. though they taught us that in school. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they don't want us doing it, but we do perms. We do yep. hair colors. Yep. And some women beauticians use razors. They're not supposed to, but they've been trained to do it. But so, to bounce off of that again, they females are allowed to use, like, the, the guarded razors. They yeah. can, but it's not going to get the same thing. Yeah, I have it, one just to try it out. They're really nice. It's not the same. It's, it's, it's not, not the same. Yeah, it doesn't not even feel the same. Not at all. So another thing that I wanted to kind of touch on and work and work through and like kind of figure out with you guys is uh, you see all these like uh, more like higher end stuff on like Instagram of people doing like the uh, the nose stuff, the eyebrows, the things like that, the the mask stuff. Is that what what do you think that is? Is that something just trying to like build up that fad or like what's going on with that? All that is is a service to get them more money. Right. You can go to Dollar Tree and get a black mask and throw it on you. That's, exactly. It's all for a video. It's all for the social media hype, and they're getting the hype because people want to see all that. Mm. I fuck with the honesty there. I mean, that's what's up. Like, I like I'm not gonna put a black mask. Me personally, I'm gonna tell somebody, yeah, the black mask is cool, but like, it's not. It's not really gonna give you a full facial treatment. I can do a full facial treatment. On you, I gotta go get the products and everything, but that's gonna really break your skin down and really yeah. smooth you out. Whereas a little black mask is just gonna. <laughs> okay, see that, that, that looks, those are little I mean? those are the extreme ones. <laughs> see, the barber industry's growing now. Men don't just a lot of men don't want to just go get a haircut. They want more. They yeah. want to get their hair washed. They want a facial. Yeah. They see the stuff steamer, on the internet and it helps. Hot towel. Oh, hot towels. Yeah. Oh, that shit. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. just it's just <laughs> all about what you want to give to your customer, too. Some yep. people just want a haircut. So. But now I feel like a rookie because I didn't know there was a steamer. I didn't know there was all this shit. Like, well, I've always you said. Haven't, you haven't experienced that, bro. I always no. said, dude, if I could get the same consistent haircut and I liked the way it looked, I would go to that person every single time. Okay, see, that I, I want to bounce off that then. So okay. personally... I'm going to go to somebody that I have a good conversation with. Right. With an okay haircut versus a, an amazing haircut. And I'm just sitting there like this, right. not having a good time. Like, dude, this guy's weird. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I want to have a good conversation with people when I'm, you know, servicing them. Yeah. that That's part of it. That's part of the beauty industry. It's customer service. Right. It you is. Know, we want to, yeah. Now on the flip side, I just got to <laughs> ask, what's it like when you like trying to chop it up with someone and you're like, yeah. I have. Is that one of those where it's like, okay, I'm just going to fuck yeah. off and lace, all, lace them up. If they don't want to talk, you shut the hell up and cut the hair. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> if they engage in conversation, you give them conversation. 100%. But like you said earlier, man, a lot of people, a lot of barbers, they a lot of the older barbers, they get stuck in their ways. Right. They're kind of tired of cutting hair. They rush your haircut and mm -hmm. digging all, dig all in your head. Mm -hmm. They have a nasty attitude. And that's why them guys aren't making any money. Anymore. Yeah, that's right. You got new young barbers coming up. Hell yeah. We love what we do. We don't mind conversation. Talking shit. You know, give you Talking a good time. Shit. I love that, too, because that's... A, we're going to crack some jokes on you. That's the best yeah. part. You come to Against the Grain, you're going to have a great time. This, I, this We dude, mess with everybody. Dude, that's good. He he tears kids apart, man. Oh, yeah. he, 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 you know, he, he knows which kids can handle it. But if they come in with a nappy hair, damn, man, you need to brush your hair. <laughs> I can't even pick this this hair out, you know. Like another thing, I want to say real quick. See, we're 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 in a different world now. A lot of 
single women are bringing their kids to the bar. Oh yeah. There's a lot of there's, there's not a lot of families in the world anymore. Yep. So they don't have that father figure right. at home either. Mm-hmm. So I learned that when I was a freshman in high school, man. You got to watch what you do around kids. They looking up to you. So I just try to make sure the kids have a good time when they come to our shop. Yeah. I'm going to definitely crack a joke on them. Hell I'm yeah. going to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I get it all the time. The kids just love to come to our barbershop. Yep. They ask, hey, I want to go back to the barbershop. I, before we left, I had a kid get dropped off. Just to play the video game. It's, nice. It's awesome. Xbox, it's awesome ball. that you recognize the importance of that, because like being that, being an influencer, being an entrepreneur, man, it's so important. It is so important. A lot of barbershop owners out here, they don't cut hair. Mm-hmm. They just have a business. They put money into it. They hire barbers. Those are the boring barbershops. Yeah. yeah. See, I've been cutting hair for ten years now. When I went into my own business. I wanted to kind of cater to everybody. And you want to build a community too, right? Yes. Man, I saw how excited he was to be coming back home and to and to be jumping on board with you. And I was like, damn, okay. Like, okay, I, I well. Just, I've been chopping it up with him since I was 17. I was more excited than he was. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know, but I was hoping he was coming home. I, so. no, I wasn't knocking his thing in Chicago. <laughs> I was praying like no, hope, hope just, just a home. little backstory real quick. Uh I'm from Greenfield, Indiana, ra- born and raised. Um I went to Ball State, graduated, moved to Chicago two years ago, recently moved back. So that's that's why he said excited yeah. for me to come. Um Well I I went to Ball State too and I was there for like eight years, didn't graduate. So <laughs> congratulations for making it through, man. Thank I'm just you. saying that. 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 <laughs> when he was in high school, he watched Man Wilder like seven <laughs> times and thought he's gonna live it out. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely uh I, definitely I didn't know did. that was about Burt Crusher. Did you guys know that? Yep. No, I was the one who told you. God damn, fuck it all. Good movie, though. I'm seeing that. <laughs> no, but you were what were you doing out in Chicago? I moved there for a job. Yeah. Uh I had my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Okay. I was in the process of starting the academy. Dog, I was so excited Crazy. for you too. Like, so is it okay to ask? Like, Go what? Ahead. Is it okay to ask what happened with that? I and I don't mean on the on the personal side, but I mean like in terms of the law enforcement. Yes. Yes. You looking at it, man? Why am I here right now? <laughs> you're, you're talking to the side of it. You want? Oh talk yeah, to my it? bad. <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to help. Sorry. My passion took over. Hey, I I want to. I, I love want, that. I knew, I knew very very early on that I wanted to be a barber. So it was like I could fade a motherfucker, yep. or I could fade a motherfucker. <laughs> My bad, I couldn't that's, help myself. That's the best joke I've ever You fucking set that up. You know, you knew exactly what. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Nah, yeah. Couldn't so help myself. I. Uh, yeah, man, I uh, there was a school near me, man, that uh, I hadn't heard about um, previously before even looking into schools. It's such a you know a huge name in the industry, and I was like, damn, I'd be driving by it all the time. I was like, I wish I would go, but then I was like, fuck it. Let's I go. went in there, did a tour. It was it. I was over with. That's I wanted what's to up. do it. That's what's and, up. Uh, I had to wait a couple months for the the upcoming barber program to start, and I was so hyped. And it's funny because. I knew what I wanted to do when I was 18. I told my my dad my freshman year of college. I said I want to be a barber. Yeah. Said, really? Finish school, you dumbass. <laughs> 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 you know, which, which I'm so happy he made me finish. Um, because I'm the barber I am, the person I am because I went to Ball State. Yeah. Because I I did that experience. You know, 
That's where I, that's where my talents grew. Yeah, he was sending me people that were going to Ball State. Oh, for oh, real? Hell yeah. Yeah. For real. That's what He's up. been the – this is why I'm so down for the team, so down for him. This is why I brought him, not only because he's the owner, but because he's good people. He was telling me, yo, you got it. You, you have a natural ability for this early on. Like, my first couple of cuts, I was like, yeah, look. He was like, that's nice, bro. It was, this, it was probably awful. <laughs> but he was telling nah, me. It was nice. <laughs> I mean, compared to his work now, it was still nice. Yeah. Nothing like he is now. But he's yeah. he's always been good. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's how Chicago ended up, man. I finished school in 10 months. Worked at a couple shops out there. It didn't feel right. It felt good to go to Chicago because the first barber school ever opened up in Chicago. Oh, okay. So I felt good going to the roots, and because Chicago barbers, man, they're oh, every other every other store is a barber shop. Yeah. Six on a block, Damn. <laughs> and they're all good. Yeah. Oh, really? Shout out to Chicago barbers, man. They're all good. Dude, it's like uh, it's like that kind of stuff kind of all sticks together, dude. Because Chicago's known for great comedy. And, you know, you mentioning that, and it's all crafts that take a certain amount of talent, but also a certain amount of work. It's like it all puts it kind of all forms together. And it's just interesting that those kind of places exist. And I I love indie, but it's just interesting that those kind of places exist with that high level of, you know, accomplishment and people that are at that level. And I'm excited to see it coming to here in Indianapolis, too, you know. But I'm getting like a real Kobe and Shaq vibe with what y'all got going on. So I gotta, I gotta ask. <laughs> there's obviously other people in the shop with you. You know, there's the Robert Horry, there's the Rick Fox, there's the hey, Derek bro. Fisher. Shout, <laughs> See, let me, shout them out for him. You know, me, shout them me, out for the people. I, you can't even. We got the dream team, bro. We <laughs> we don't have a, a 2000, 2001 Lakers, bro. We got the team, bro. Our team is beast, bro. Everybody on our team, fire. We're say, all, say it one more time for the people that were like kind of in it. At the beginning, and now they're tuned in, and they're like, shit, I got to go. Where are y'all located? Say it one more time for me. It's Against the Grain, against the grain Barbershop. We're located on East Washington Street in the same parking lot as Washington Square Mall, but right next to Bubba's Bar and Grill. Hell yeah. Address is 10030 East Washington Street. I'm telling y'all, if you ain't we hooked. Got, ATG, baby, if ATG. You ain't hook, if you ain't hooked yet. We got nothing but amazing barbers here, <laughs> man. We got myself, I'm Antoine Pay. They call me a presidential peasy. Okay. We got Big Haas here. The 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 I mean, he's running things in there, man. Why yeah. I'm a song? We got, <laughs> we got my boy Twin. Yep. He works there. Shout out to Twin. He's the co-owner with me. Yep. We've okay. been we've been grinding, working hard for years. Same same love and respect. This is a dream he gave for me, us. Twin gave me. This is a dream come true for us. So we're just happy to be getting the ball rolling. Like I say, we're just getting this started. So you guys haven't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Yep. We so, got uh we got a guy named Juice that just moved here a few years ago. He's from the Virgin Islands. We just got a mixed crowd of everybody's different, but we share the same passion for cutting yeah. hair. Now he and I for sure need to get a picture together. Yep. <laughs> Most yep. definitely. Absolutely. And uh, we got we got uh two guys named Andre. They're both amazing barbers mm-hmm. too. Shout out to them, man. They're they're doing their thing. That's a pretty good lineup, man. Golden State needed Andre too. I'm just saying. Why they send him to Memphis? But, uh, just saying. Yeah. 
don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just trying to touch on basketball, yeah. man. Yeah, Shaq yeah. and Kobe. He's, he's trying to get Andre in there. And Warriors. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm more than happy to talk about it. I just well, have very well, little at, knowledge. On as it. you say that, let's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, but I gotta ask because right. I don't have some way I can talk to you about it. How'd you feel about Kobe, bro? It still does not feel real. So Kobe is my second favorite player of all time. I grew up watching Kobe. I, I watched him do. I watched him play. I watched him play the Raptors when he scored eighty-one. I watched it. That was on my birthday, bro. They had a segment for a month and a half after that. Did this team score eighty-one points? No, Kobe Bryant did. And I was taking a nap when all my buddies were blowing me up. I didn't believe it until all the reports came in. A helicopter crash, man. Yeah, right, what? right. But let's not, you know, rest in peace to all the families, you know. Absolutely. That, um, but the fact, to me, the fact that his daughter passed is, that's, and all the other little girls, but that is the most tragic part about it. I mean, we we were touching base on it a little bit yeah. before, and it's like, man, you see her sitting courtside, and you could see that, like, like that meme that they were posting where Kobe's like breaking it yeah. down. And then you see the video. She hits that Kobe shimmy and goes baseline with the fadeaway, and it's like I have no doubt in my mind that she would have been the best female ever. basketball player ever. She's what 10, 11, 12 years old, and already Something had like what Connecticut picked out. The that that sounds a lot better, by the way. Yeah, yeah <laughs> usually I'm the, like this. The but. the best women's basketball program was recruiting her <laughs> when she was a sixth grader. <laughs> right, right. What? It's like uh, I was actually with my family on on that Sunday. My brother Josh, he wore twenty four in high school yep. his whole career. He wore Kobe's, you know. We and all wore Kobe's, yeah. man. And it's uh, we were all sitting there, we were throwing darts and drinking as a family. And my brother Jeremy, uh, his girlfriend who knows nothing about sports, goes just randomly. She's like, "Oh, you guys know who Kobe Bryant is?" And we're like. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the family, bitch. <laughs> she's like, yeah, he just died in a helicopter crash, and we were like, what? We were like, me and me and Josh looked at her, and we're like, Get shut the, f- the fuck up, fuck out of this house right now. And then we're like, you know, I pull up my phone and I'm looking at it, and then Josh, you know, my Jeremy and Josh pull up their phone, and we're looking at it, and we're yeah. like, oh shit, pull pull the news up. But what? I've never had somebody in terms of celebrity with the magnitude and impact he had. Pass, dude. Me either. I, I, I didn't. You know, I was too young when Pac passed. You know I, what I mean. I was. <laughs> he died September thirteenth, ninety six. I was born September fifteenth, nineteen ninety five. So, oh, I, w- I wasn't even yeah. a year old. So I, I couldn't. You know, I didn't understand. Yeah, I was like who cool. he was. I was like five. But it's even worse because the the impact of social media. They they see that's what pissed me off because like we're sitting there like. And it was like, as a family, literally, we was all like, oh, shit, this is real right yeah. now. And then you're hearing Rick Fox was on there. And then they're saying it was like. It just, was a bunch of. You, you know, know, there was like a whole bunch of yeah. like. They were saying his whole family yeah, was on whole there. Family. Yeah, like. I was like, what the. It was like, rather than just being like, hey. And my dumb ass, yo, Kobe and his whole family died texting me, everybody. Bro, me too. And it was <laughs> like, that's one of those times where I was like. Have have enough respect to just kind of be like, hey, this is a situation we don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Because well, the news everybody wants to be first. They want to get it out first. They want to get cor- those views, yeah. those clicks, yeah. everything like that. And just from rumors, I I don't know if this is true. Like it probably is. TMZ reported it, 
before Vanessa Bryant, Bef- Kobe Bryant's wife, she even knew. She right. found out. Hey, the most respect to her for what she did at Staples Center she, with everybody She's there. broke me down a couple times dude, just looking at stuff. Dude, her Instagram has brought tears to my eyes. Shout out. Watching her get up on that stage in front of all those people, she didn't even have to do that for nobody. Like that's, she didn't have to do that, you know. Like and and shout out to Michael Jordan for that too. Like Michael Michael's speech was powerful. It was. And then like he even hit the motherfucker got me on another crying meme. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but like Vanessa held her shit together, and and she did not have to do that. She did that for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was She powerful, was saying man. she's going to take care of the family, take care of GTR. Yeah. Oh, because he needed man. a teammate. And I was like, fuck. I'm Did you write that? Did, <laughs> who wrote that for you? Because they deserve an like, you know, they, God, That was powerful, man. Yeah. I, but piggybacking off that, unfortunately, I'm just curious what y'all think about the March Madness and big, you know. The coronavirus, they, dude, they is just fucked everything. the world up. It's, the world. It's the just, world. It's just, the damn world. It's just decided to come at everybody. I know a dude. Uh, uh, I know a dude from Italy. Like his whole family's from there. His father just took. Uh, it, they're celebrating like their thirtieth anniversary, and they went to Greece. So, and, and they're not allowed to leave. So imagine you're on an anniversary trip. You would chill in a hotel, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna check out and go home." And they're like, "No, you're not. <laughs> like, you're just gonna be chilling here for a minute." That's uh, it's like, wait, gosh, what? Yeah. Uh, one of the tweets that I wanted to bring up was pretty funny. I saw something online. This chick was like, hey, uh, let me read it real quick. My stepdad's thoughts on the coronavirus. Crazy because he's not so into the conspiracy theories. And uh, he, he texts her and says, it falls all back on politics. Democrats yelled Russian collusion. Truth came out to be Democrats working with Russia. Then they tried impeaching Trump. He was found not guilty. Now we are in a presidential election year, and Democrats are losing big, more so than they ever have in the past. The media spotlight has been on politics for so long now. How do you get the spotlight off? Uh, how do you get the spotlight off of you? Maybe release a virus, start a pandemic, and panic in society. So so much so that social media switches gears, and everything posted on there is no longer politics, but all coronavirus. When Ebola hit, election year. Same with the SARS virus. I saw this. You see, when the media spotlight is on politics and politicians, it's more difficult for politicians to do shady shit like rig elections, pass unconstitutional laws, etc., etc. Problem is, everyone on social media began making fun of the coronavirus, (laughs) which is 100% true. So politicians needed someone or... uh, Hold on. Someone... They like... they She like didn't do this the way I would have done it, which right. is break it up exactly how it should be. But anyways, they needed uh, someone or some people, people who everyone loves, famous people, people who are instantly known. They need these famous people to con- contract the virus, Tom or Hanks. at least they say they did. Then people tend to believe it just a bit more. But these famous people shouldn't really be here in the States where others can check up on them or where your media can get to them. Let's send them to Australia, which is where <laughs> Tom Hanks currently is. And it, it it's you, plausible. But do you think he's walking around Australia like, look at me, I'm the captain now. <laughs> and coronavirus is like, <laughs> coronavirus is like, no bitch, I'm the captain now. And he's shitting himself. In he, his, lo- he looks in fine. his hotel I him, room. I follow him on Instagram. He looks fine. No, he he's fine. I mean, because it's it's what's crazy about the the whole virus is the fact that it really hasn't hit us 
in the United States yet the way it's hit everywhere yeah. else. So either we are doing the right thing and taking these precautions and closing everything down so that we don't have in Italy, we don't have a China, or <laughs> I was telling somebody this the other day, I was like, or the United States is just such dirty people that we're already like good with yeah, the we're coronavirus. A, we're, a, we're immune because like, nobody washes their fucking hands. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and, and, and I was telling Johnny, so so I work in healthcare and um, you know, I'm I'm very conscious about using hand sanitizer yeah. after working with patients, things like that. Yeah. But then it got me to thinking of like all the times in the rest of my life. Like my my old co host of Juice of the Morning was very O C D like he wouldn't touch stuff like he uh, he told me like if a gas station clerk touched the top of his energy drink when she gave it to him, he'd be like, nope, I got to get another one. Or he would like wipe it off with like a sanitizer or think something like that. What's funny about this coronavirus is I've started noticing around me like things that I normally would not give a fuck about. Uh, like, motherfucker, did you just cough? <laughs> or like using using a pen that a server at a restaurant gave me to sign my receipt and now i'm like fuck now i gotta go to the rest restroom and wash my fucking hands awesome but like it's weird we should really have been taking all, all of these, these. precautions yeah. prior to Dude, 100%. see that's the problem how like, many times have you been in in a random restaurant a bar whatever and you're taking a leak and the dude next to you just gets up and walks out <laughs> Uh, eight out of ten dudes. Literally every time. <laughs> Literally every time. I'm over here washing my hands. I'm like, you nasty. <laughs> and a lot of the times, and a lot of times, it's hilarious. Is, is you know, it's just somebody being lazy because there's two people washing their hands and they're like, "Fuck it," and they just walk yep. out. No, uh, no. I just think it, I think it's crazy. Um, I, I've told Johnny that you know, and in our group message, I, told, I said, you know, until it feels like it's affecting me personally and it's something that's happening, like somebody's sick, something like that. Right. I'm still going to live my life. I'm not going to live my life in fear. I, I've said it on the podcast way long time ago, since this has been going for five years. It's like when the, uh, the mass shootings and things were happening. Like I said exactly what I'm going to say now. If you live in fear, whatever it is that you're living in fear of has already won. So you yeah. don't have any chance to like really have a good life. Yep. Like all the people going out and buying all the goddamn toilet paper, all the people Just buying this, this assholes, the hand man. sanitizer. <laughs> it's like I I just can't understand it because a huge friend of the I poop a lot, but not that much. <laughs> a huge friend of the podcast and MMA fighter Ian Pomfret had a great point that I really that really hit home with me. He's like Y'all keep buying all that toilet paper. That's cool, but she's leaving me the wet wipes. I was like, my guy, because <laughs> he likes those. He that. likes those more than he likes toilet paper. He's I, told us on the podcast. I do too. Oof, I don't know. I feel like it's I, 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 joined, I joined him afterwards. I was like, oh, I get it now. But, but no, I, I so what do you guys? What do you guys think? What? What's? Uh, is there any worry with the, bro, the barber world? So, okay, first off, a, a major thing about barber school, cosmetology school, is sanitation. Right. That's what it's all about because, the you know, some schools you're going to get the work in. You're going to put the hours, the real hours in of cutting. Some some other schools you're not going to. His school, I guarantee you, they were cutting all day. My school, no. Nah. <laughs> we were cutting mannequins, and, I mean, I had already had my work put in previously, so mm -hmm. I knew how to cut hair. But after you get out of school, that's where you get good. Yeah. So the majority of school is sanitation. The the state board is sanitation for a reason. That's what it's that's all why about. The, yeah, that's why there's a lot of unlicensed barbers and those are the ones that are causing issues with people. They're giving people 
ingrown hairs in the back of their head. Yep. They're cutting people. <laughs> you know, I've heard I've heard. Don't sto- know how to clean their tools, right? Nope. You should sanitize every tool that you use after a cut. They don't wash their hands. If you don't see washing the hands, spraying tools, switching utensils, a barberside jar, at your well, barber station. One question that I have too, now that you guys are talking about that, <clears throat> and sorry to interrupt, but yeah, people uh, that I've been seeing, because as soon as you guys, uh, he told us, told me you guys were coming on, I've been looking at stuff, and um, I see a lot of guys wearing gloves. Is that something that is happening a lot? Or? Okay, so that it, there's multiple reasons for that. that. I've been wearing gloves for years. Really? Not only for sanitation, but because there's a thing called hair splinters. Oh, it's shit. like a normal. It's a normal splinter. But it's yep. a really tiny hair, oh, and it's you can't see it. It's very, very small, and you can't see it, and it gets in your skin, and it's hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It hurts because you Man. just do this, and you don't even know it's there. You you grow, you grow graze over your hand, and that shit hurts. Oh, my God. I, I got to the Hold shop that. earlier. I'm taking a blade <laughs> on top of my finger because there is a hair jammed inside my skin. If, and I had to get it out. But like, if I if I pull that, I'm little, talking like a mid, a really, yeah. really, really, really tiny hair, dude. And, and then it just gets up in there. Well, and you gotta, I wish I would have like you know been prepared. Like, you gotta, hey, look. Yeah, you got to think. Well, about no, it. I'm glad you don't because that sounds like <laughs> that sucks. It's, but uh, it's awful. It's just uh, it's way worse than a, a splinter. I never in my life would have ever thought. And nobody does. <laughs> like everybody's always like, "What the hell's a hair splinter?" Dog, like you it's just, a splinter that's just, a hair follicle. And it's 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 literally just a tiny. I'm dude. I'm talking this fucking big. That well, it gets jammed into your skin. What I want to add to that is, it makes sense too because they are coming into contact with so much. Because I uh, I knew a guy that worked in insulate like insulation like wrapping pipes like he was a. Uh, are you equating was, insulation to hair? Yeah, because he worked so much into it. There was so much of it touching him all the time that it started to work itself into like his skin and had to have surgeries to remove it. It's just part of the trade, and that's where I think that's kind of the same thing. You're coming to contact so yeah. much, you're going to get those. Yeah. I've actually gotten hair splinters in my uh, nail. like It's just straight through there and because I, I can't figure out what it is. And it's not that one's not super painful because I don't know what it is. You just, can just dig under there yeah, and, and get pull it, out. it out. But when it, when it gets jammed in your skin and you don't, take precautions and take the necessary <laughs> steps to get it out you can, they can get infected and it, 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 dude, it's like a big boil on your yep. yeah it's awful and it usually comes when i've been trimming up my balls the... a little bit like the gooch <laughs> put my foot up on the the yeah. table like this all right so this is not somebody <laughs> you want in your shop i'm telling you right now <laughs> jesus i can bullshit around i can that, have a that, good time that type of stuff is like after hours <laughs> <laughs> No, no, definitely not. I'm totally joking. About, but. <laughs> but no. And you actually brought your clippers and shit with you today, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So I did. Uh, I'm trying to get, uh, you know, yeah. Dude. I got you. Yeah. And, uh, we'll I'm going to try and help you out. So no, it'll be cool, too, because I have that right there, and I can, like, do some video. We so can, how, like, how put, do you want to do that? You want to do that while together. we're recording, or you want to? I would say Probably let's, after, let's right? finish the podcast and then we'll go down there. Uh, we'll we'll set up. Actually, we should set up uh, if I can get the lights on. I don't know if it's enough light. Mm. Out back. Yeah, but I don't know if it's enough. And light. I'll take care of you for sure. Uh, you know. But anyways, I want to do like kind of like a promo video and like go around and then we'll make a music and like throw it in the background and oh, send it yeah. to you so you can throw it on like Instagram and stuff Hells like yeah. that. So, but anyways, um, one thing that Johnny sent to me that I wanted to see if he was still interested in. Uh, 
throwing out there is this one right here. What's that? Oh, uh, okay. So disclaimer before we get into this. You don't have and then, to get involved. And then, hey, and, then, to. and then when we're done with that question, we'll just finish with that, and then we'll be done. So, <laughs> so I was super baked one night, <laughs> and I decided to message these guys. I always know when he is, too. Can I, can I interrupt you real quick? <laughs> All right, go ahead. So I always know this dude's either drunk or he's been smoking a little bit of vitamins because he'll he'll, he'll text me sober and... It's all pretty good. Like the grammar's pretty good. The the periods are where they're supposed to be, but then I can tell because it starts coming across like misspelled words, <laughs> periods where they're not supposed to be, and I'm like, this dude's definitely text to talk, like talking to yeah. text to me right now, like because either that or he's just real, like he can't type with his fingers. So I'm like, so I just humor him and I just kind of go along with what he's doing. Like My- it would be really funny if I was just like, dude, you're high right now. Wait until tomorrow to talk right, to me about right. this. So, but no, actually, he comes up with some of the best stuff when he's doing that, too, which is sent, funny. When he sent this, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to actually add one after this. Go ahead. So appa- uh, apparently I asked him, <laughs> allegedly. You said you were going to get in your feelings. Let's hear it, dude. Come on. Let's do it to it. All right. You know, I, so I asked him, what is the toughest, most stressful moment you have ever faced in your life? What was the outcome and what did you learn about yourself? Anybody who would like to start, oh, and you, gosh. and since you weren't involved in that conversation, if you don't want to get included, you can. But if you got something, spit it out. I would say, can I? I'll just start because I'm gonna, I'm gonna what, gra- grab a drink real quick. Was it getting shot? Well, that's part of it. <laughs> so, so the toughest, most stressful yeah. moment in <laughs> what? Yeah. toughest, most stref- stressful moment in my life was uh, when I was 18. Uh, my best friend accidentally shot me with his handgun. I've told the story on the podcast probably like 17 they times. They haven't heard it, though. Um, I'll tell it real quick because we might have new listeners. Um, basically, we were... I'll be right back. Uh, I was just... I was coming back from... Uh, I was coming back from school, and uh, I had torn my ACL, just had surgery on it, was still kind of working through the therapy and the rehab and stuff. And uh, it was the day before Thanksgiving, and obviously that's a big party day because you know you have Thursday off no matter what. So mm-hmm. um, I was back home. Um, I was in love with this girl for like all through high school. Um, always tried to hang out with her as much as I could because I was still stuck on her even though it was like a year or two after high school. And uh, so what happened was I we're, we're going to a party downtown Indy. And when we go to this party. <clears throat> um, Got your pub in here. I know. Um, Johnny needs to close the fucking door when he goes to the bathroom. No, uh, and, and you got blue in here. Um, but no. So, anyways, <clears throat> we're gonna go to this party. I'm talking to this girl on the phone. The party's actually supposed to be at a uh, duplex, like right next to hers. Okay. Obviously, I planned this. Um, so I called her, like, and was talking to her on the phone. We're going to pick up another girl from Greenfield to take her downtown to Indy because that's where we grew up, too. And uh, we're sitting in the parking lot. I don't really care if this girl goes with us. I care about the person I'm going to go see. And so he, my buddy goes in. We had taken a few shots already. My buddy goes in to talk to her. I'm sitting in the car. He has his handgun sitting between the seats. He's always kept it between the seats. Nothing, nothing big about that. I kind of pick it up, and I'm just kind of playing with it, but I'm also talking on the phone to this girl that we're going to her house, or we're going to the house next to her. And uh, so all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden he comes back and uh, gets in the car, and he's like, uh, he's like, you've been messing with my gun. And I was like, no, nah, not really. Like, kind of not. Like, I was ignoring him, talking to this girl on the phone. And uh, he starts poking me in the leg with it. And uh, he pulls the trigger, shoots me through the leg, 9 millimeter Ruger handgun. It goes through my leg, out the bottom of the car. And uh, I look at him like, dude, you just fucking shot me. You've been drinking. You can't take me to the hospital. And, like, I need to get the guy behind us to take me to the hospital because somebody was, like, following us. Yeah. So I try to get out of the car. I fall because my leg is... Uh, is this it's the like same a, leg that's on rehab, basically? Yeah. ACL? Yeah. Oh it's completely gosh. numb because it went through the nerve that controls the lifting of your foot. <laughs> so he comes running around, throws me over his shoulder, throws me in the car. Um, we, we haul ass to the hospital because I don't know how bad it is. Um, I was super calm. Uh, I think I was in shock. Cause I was looking down and as my, like I could tell as my heart was beating, it was like beating blood out of my leg. It was really weird. It wasn't like squirting. It was just kind of oozing and it was kind of smoky still a little bit. Um, but I called my mom on the way, but once again, Oh, I forgot the best part. Well, when I got shot, the girl I was talking to on the phone, I said, I'm gonna have to let you go. Nick just shot me. And I like flipped the phone closed. Cause that's how old the story is. And, um, so anyways, we're on the way to the hospital. I call my mom. I'm like, Hey, uh, Nick just shot me. I'm on the way to uh, the hospital. And she's like, I'll be right there. And I was like, oh, mom's cool, too. She's like calm as I am. This is great. And we get there, blah, blah, blah. Long His story mom short. mom works in a medical field. Yeah, so she was like. <laughs> Long story short, we get there. Um, guy that drove me took off, so it looked like it was like a, a crime. Right. Uh, cops start questioning me. They shoot me up with morphine. Um, I'm talking really loud because I already have a loud voice. Click, and click, 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 click. <laughs> and, and the uh, the gun going off in the car even like kind of like injured my ears, so like I was even louder. And then they gave me the morphine, so I got even louder. And then they found out like I kind of tried to lie because I didn't want to get my friend in trouble where we were at. Uh, it was just a big big issue, but like that was the story. And the toughest, most stressful part about that story was completely changing the landscape of my entire life like what i thought i was gonna do that was scary and and tough and the guy that shot me we were best friends from probably sixth or seventh grade until we were 18 19 years old and ever since then ever since that happened he's never like i forgave him but he and i have never really talked and been boys since right. that date and it and it it's it's something that like for a long time really ate at me and that's why it was really tough and stressful at the time because i was like dude my best friend just shot me and now my best friend is not talking to me anymore i don't know like how to really handle this because everybody was pushing me to like sue him to get like money and i was like i've already forgiven him i'm not or forgiven him i'm not gonna like try to like make his life worse that'd be pretty shitty like i don't know I mean, like him popping you one time is fucked up but it's like motherfucker hey, bro, you go stand we're, over we're, there we're it's cool. my turn right so <laughs> like I, served but that's what i'm talking about with it being stressful and tough because like i was dealing with that like i was like man i should probably do this but i also don't feel like i should because once again when i was playing with it like i fully admit like everybody in my hometown said i shot myself because they didn't know the story they like like nick may have told them the story did not shoot myself Literally, I I was playing with it and racked one okay. because I didn't know that he had one in the chamber, right. and 
he never kept his magazine in it. So it was literally just one bullet that I like. I cocked the gun, and it was just one bullet, and it. What are the chances of that? So wait a minute, hold on. Now, now this doesn't add up. If he never keeps a magazine in it. Oh wait, no, no, no. The the magazine was in it. I apologize. He never keeps the. He usually never keeps the magazine in it. I was gonna say. I'm not sure you understand how this works, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Played cod. No, he usually never kept it okay. in it. That's why I was playing with it because I was used to the magazine being in the uh, glove compartment. So I never really like fucked with his gun. All right. So that's what that's. So I basically set it up for him to shoot me. But, but at the same time, there's a time, whole other motion of <laughs> I know, yeah. a like, pointing and a right, pulling. Right. Yeah. Uh, Boom. Right. Yeah. Boom. So that's that was like the most stressful time of my life. And to be honest with you, uh, my whole life, like I, I always kind of like. Uh, I feel for people that have stress or depression and things like that, but I've always had just a natural uh, positive outlook on everything. So I never have a frame of reference when people are going through tough stuff. And I, I'm a, I'm a tough guy. Like I have a heart and I've been trying a lot lately, the last couple of years for like friends and family that are going through stuff to try to put myself in their shoes and like, kind of like, empathize with them but like at the same time in the back of my head i just am always like well it's not that bad like i mean things He's can gotten get better. better like i'm one of those people that gets bad sometimes and i'm like you'll be all right bitch <laughs> <laughs> but no i just See, I, I empathize with people a lot yeah not because i'm super sensitive and i'm super emotional and i connect to people about stuff you know so I feel people's pain and it sucks, but yeah. it's, it's such a good quality to have. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm and I like I said, I'm working on it because for probably 99 percent of Johnny and most of my close friends' relationship, it's like if things start getting deep, I'm like, all right, we're getting a fucking couple shots. Uh, <laughs> let's hey, let's go party, let's have a good time because I don't want to deal with this right now. We're pretty See, good about not fucking around with that kind of stuff, but every right. now and then it'll be like, hey, I just want you know. I fucked with you and I appreciate you. Right, right. You so know. to me, there's nothing like you know. We, there's a stigma for men in society that we have to be manly men, yeah. you know, brutes. But like to me, there's nothing more manly than a dude that can show a sensitive side and be compassionate to others. Well, it's so funny I because agree. I don't, I don't consciously think I've ever thought that it's like I'm being more manly because I don't have right, super right. emotional reactions to anything. I think it's like how you're brought up too, like. Yeah. And I'm not saying my mom did a bad job. It's just somehow, some way, I grew up and I don't have a lot of like emotional attachment to really much. So like, Dude, there's, you, my bad. go yeah. ahead, you go ahead. There's, there's sometimes I'll be like fucked up and I know he's sober, <laughs> but I'll send it anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, my bad, bro, I'm drunk. <laughs> but then there's every now and then like I'll just be chilling and he'll send me some and I'm like. Who's this motherfucker right here? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I called <laughs> you know him I mean? like, when I was drunk <laughs> at like three or four in the morning. And I'm like, dude, I just want to talk for like five minutes. But it's to... appreciated. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, you know, because when because when I'm a little bit drunk, I think I start to think about all the stuff that I don't do. And I'm like, man, I need to really do this. But there's a thing, you know, it's it's uh, no matter what how you feel about it. Everybody feels differently. But like having that teammate, having, yeah. you know, Penny to Shaq. Kobe to Shaq, you know what I mean? Like Iverson to Iverson to uh, himself. I guess you, I guess you could say Matumbo, but that wasn't no, even right. No, don't even. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I won't do that. But, don't even. But it's appreciated. Like Peyton to Reggie Wayne. Harrison. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got that. Dallas Peyton Clark. to pretty much anybody. Peyton that was pretty on much. His Peyton team. Tom Brady's the goat, Pe- though. Peyton would be like Austin Collier. Just drop that. Sit on the bench. You motherfucker. Get up out that seat. Get Blair White getting the game. Oh my god. 
gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, so uh, you guys so got you guys got anything? I want to touch on what he said real quick. Yep. So growing up, do you feel it's more of a in terms of the nature versus nurture? Do you think it's more of a, a nurture aspect? I think I think it's. Go ahead. I think it's nature. Man. I think it's nature one hundred percent. One hundred percent. What do you Ac- think about that? Across the board. I think I think I don't know much w- about what y'all. So it's like, <laughs> do you think you're 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 born with what you are, or do you think it's like you're raised to think that type of way? So to me, I think I think you're just ingrained the way you are. Man. Now I think there's certain situations where your environment molds you. Absolutely, but in ter- but internally, internally, deep internally, I think that's just who you are. Hundred percent. Because I wasn't I wasn't raised in a household where it was like, I love you. You know, go get this hug. And, right. And, I, and blah, 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 blah. I was raising the motherfucker. Go in your room and leave me alone. Right. And it's like, God damn. Okay, cool. I guess I'm just going to go in my room and hug off for a little bit. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we are hardwired to some extent, but I think also outside influences can affect you. I mean, Absolutely. I agree. It, it's both. But it's I, definitely I, both. But I definitely think not having that when I was growing up definitely made me more of a... Like, right. you know, it made mm. me more emotional because I remember when I was little, like, if I got real pissed off, I'd start crying for no reason. Like, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's genetic. <laughs> it's a genetic yeah, component. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think but, the, to your question, like, I would say I would say for myself and even an example, like, my little brother and sister were born when I was 15 years old. And my little sister was not even old enough to really get what she was doing, but she's been hardwired to stir up shit. Like, I mean, from isn't that all females? From birth, <laughs> from birth. Sorry, because, no, I'm kidding. Because when I was no, in, because no. when I was in high school, <laughs> I dated a girl named Kara. Then a couple years later, I dated another girl named Kara. Hey, I'm talking to a girl named Kara. And right no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But where are you, they, where are you going with that though? In terms of what? Like uh, how you feel like you're internally hardwired, or let me let me finish this part of the example. My bad. Um, so basically, basically, my little sister, like I said, being hardwired to stir up shit. I'm saying she was two years old, really didn't know what was going on, and she went up to the new Kara and said, "You don't look like the old Kara. The old Kara was really pretty. I don't know about you, bro." And. And I'm talking you ain't like getting no coochie. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. That was a bad experience because they were those girls were friends too, so it was even worse. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, like I said. I think you're hardwired for certain things, but I think also you can have those uh, amplified or right. negated by sometimes. on the outside uh, stuff. No, that's just the smoke. The smokers <laughs> cough, dude. Well, it's actually from getting my nose broke so many times I can't breathe out of my nose. It's really why he would so, lose if we actually ran in a 40-yard dash. Probably. I'd probably beat you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, me, I think I was made and meant to cut hair. I truly, truly believe that. And I, I fully, I fully think, me personally, I'm, a, I'm made who I was supposed to be. There's been a lot of outside influences, but me, it's I'm me. I'm I'm who I am. That's that's right. impressive too to be able to uh, talk to somebody that does fully feel immersed in like what they're doing and comfortable that that's where their life's going. It's, I'm because ninety nine percent of the people you talk to aren't I'm, that way. It I, it just now hit me that y'all are not only cutting hair, but 
you're also performing a form of therapy. 100%. That's, God that's damn, one that thing just that hit is, me right now. That is one thing that I love about my career. Like, I can break somebody down. I didn't piece it together. And, yeah. like, when he was, when you were talking about, you know, you got them youngsters coming in and, you know, oh, I can't wait to come back. Yep. God damn, that's a form of therapy for yep. them youngsters and, and, and everybody. Do you have any memories of being in a barbershop when you were a kid? I do. Uh, I've got a few, but the they, ones my dad took me to, they was like, all right, motherfucker, you just going to get this little motherfucking, uh, you I, know, I, it was like some, uh-huh. a bunch of white dudes, old white dudes. That, you know? That's how, that's how mine was too, but <laughs> you know, I remember getting him, giving me a quarter after the cut or giving I, me a piece of gum. I remember the suckers, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know I mean? You there's know, a little bowl that, of suckers. That to me is like, a really, really fond memory. And I remember the smell of the stuff that he would put in my hair. No shit. Yeah, bro. Damn. The, that, I, that specific that specific place and that I don't even remember the dude, but he made a very large impact on my life. Damn, it's definitely a form of therapy, like you said. I get people come in all the time, and they just you yeah. can tell they want to tell they want to talk to you. They want to oh, get yeah. stuff off their chest, and you just let them vent, man. You let them vent, give them a good haircut. I got a guy, man. It's a funny story, man. Like people just come for the environment and the service they get. I got a guy who's bald headed. He has a barely has a goatee comes to see me every Saturday. He wants his head washed. I, I got a little massager. I put that on his shoulders, and we just we talk shit the whole time. He loves coming to the shop. He don't even have no hair. He can do that <laughs> shit at home himself. But what he can't do at home himself is vent and yep. have a good time by himself. So, yeah, we you know, barbers try to offer more than just a haircut. So See, that's something I didn't realize until I started talking to y'all. Straight up. I mean, like, now I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, damn, I've been sitting in one of them chairs before, and I said some shit that, like, I wouldn't tell nobody. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, man. Damn. Yeah, it's deeper than haircut, man. I've always wondered how deep I can get in that conversation with that person. Is there a, what was the moment <laughs> that you finally realized? <laughs> like, what, what was the moment that you realized this is what I'm doing? Well, when I got in the barber, man, I didn't know if the shit was going to work for me. I was just tired of getting laid off from jobs, you know, doing other illegal activities. I'm like, I got to find something to do with my life. And like I said, my father was a barber, and I I went to the barber shop every week to get my hair cut. So one day, me and my best friends, we're talking like, man, I I can't keep working these jobs, man. I ain't making no money, man. I, I I can't make a living off of this. So the next day, I'm at the barber shop, and I'm counting the barber's pockets. I'm like this guy just made sixty dollars in an hour. Like that's what I make in one whole day. I gotta right. go work all day to make sixty dollars, and then I gotta wait till Friday to get it. Then they kept laying me off every year around. I'm trying to figure, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where that noise is going. <laughs> so I, I just said, man, you know what? I gotta try something else. <coughs> I just gave it a try. I didn't know if it was gonna work for me. I went to barber school for three years. It took me three years to complete. Um, I had to go part-time. I had to work. I had kids to take care of. I had a lot of responsibility. When it I ain't was. a race, bro. Yeah, you so know. I just wanted to take my time, get it done. I didn't know this is what I wanted to do for a living until I started actually doing it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I feel like I got kind of lucky. Like, yeah. It's not easy to just get into barbering and start making money. A lot of people got to work a job on the mm-hmm. side. But I tell you, that's not going to work for you. You got to right. put you got to put all your everything into it if you want to do it for a living. It's not easy. So well, after my first year, I mean, just the way 
people were coming back to see me. You get that repeat business. Yeah. You know, people are calling like regulars. I complain all the time, but it's a good problem. Like my phone rings constantly all day and night. Like I remember when I didn't have that problem. Right. So that's when I knew. I'm like, well, people are calling. They want me to cut their hair. I like the money I'm making, and I'm an entrepreneur. So I mean, I'm gonna always be a barber, but I got other dreams too. Yeah. Right. So this is a stepping stone to get to other things I want to do. But I'm going to always cut hair. I'm going to never stop being a barber. This is what I love to do. What was it like the first time that you knew? You was like, God damn, I just cleaned that motherfucker up. <laughs> you know, like, you can't, like, obviously you're just going to, you you going to do it. and You, you ain't going to, like, acknowledge it until they start walking away. But, like, That's what was that thing. moment when you was just like, God I, damn, I Honestly, bro, that. like, I can't recall. Um, really? Because I'm still, sometimes I look at him, I'm like, yo, AP, look at this, bro. Like, what's up? I still love it. I mm-hmm. still love it, bro. We'll Wait. look at each other, yo, that's a nice haircut. That's you know a- how you feel when you get a new haircut, right? You feel <laughs> great. Yes, like, sir. I have that same energy giving somebody that power, you know? it just I just feel great about myself all day. So it's right. just like a renewed Dude, it's, energy. I've been doing constantly this just since I was 18, 19, around there. So I'm 24 now. I still am full of enjoyment and passionate. And I, I never see that going away. I love that you like, sometimes I look at him and I'm like, shit, mom. Yeah. I, did, I, I swear. Love that. I love that, man. That's that's. And uh, he doesn't do that. But I'm over any, when I see something I, I like. I'll be sure to tell him, hey, that was a nice haircut. That's the kind of environment I want to be surrounded in when I actually let somebody touch my hair, which I'm going to do it today. He's definitely not going to be in this uh, environment (laughs) in the Juice of the Morning podcast because I'm going to give him shit the whole time. (laughs) Mister, (laughs) I'm going to grow my hair out like you do. Oh, no, no, no. I never said I was going to grow it that long. Yeah, okay, fucking, do I salute you? Are you in the military, the SEALs? What, what are you in, dog? Fat Jesus is talking to me right now. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was pretty Ooh. good. That was Ooh. pretty good. Uh, no. no to answer your question, no, there's no, there, I do not remember. Um, I just remember being in my dorm room. Dude, I, at Ball State, I was in my dorm room. Putting a towel over my <laughs> over my mattress in my room and laying out all my guards and my clippers and using a little crappy chair. Hell yeah! How cut. many times did you wake up like, oh fuck? That's why I had that. That's why I had that towel on the bed. Man. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't it wasn't really until my junior year of college where I, I people were like, dude, you're you're a beast. So before he jumps off on what he's going to talk about, this is something kind of personal we discussed beforehand. Okay. 90s music, bro. Ooh. Ooh. Let's get into it. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, who, who, who's the artist you was you was banging to this day? I mean, <laughs> who you to, to, to this day, it's uh, it's Tupac, Big L, Amari, Big Pun. Tupac, Tupac, bro. Tup- Tupac was the man for me. Like in the, the in the Tupac Biggie race, who got? You can't compare. Them. Can't it's com- unfortunate, you know what I mean. But everybody's like, you can't oh, compare the two. It's either Tupac or Biggie. But, but it's there like, is no. a preference. There's a preference. There is a preference. I grew up. I grew up a Pac fan. Yeah. I liked too. Biggie too, but I was a bigger Pac fan. I always thought Pac was the greatest MC ever. But now I feel like Biggie's the best MC ever. Uh, I see. I, I think for me, I in terms of '90s, I don't really like '90s East Coast music. 
I like Nas, but that's about I it. I agree. I hate it. New West York Coast nineties. West Coast can't touch. All you day. can't touch it, bro. I agree with that. But Sally Cell, Spice One, South Central Cartel, Tupac, E Forty. E forty. God, E forty. E is my favorite rapper. E, me too. Us too. That's how actually we kind of. <laughs> My favorite rapper. <laughs> you I got it to work. It's '90s. It's '90s, dude. This but is that's actually uh, what brought us closer in friendship was E40, because you know we was at a party and it was like, "What are we gonna play?" We was both like, "E40," and they like, "Who?" So, in a major way, who that? Who's that? So, so I don't want to like E40 is one of the most like, unique rappers of all time. I don't want to. And sound he's still rapping today. Today, right. he's dropped two albums last year. Right. I don't want to sound like I'm, because I'm not like it's just like anything else like. I get to be a big fan of something, but don't doubt my fandom because I don't know every song and I don't know every like right. you know the title right, and right, stuff. Right, right. I you, just know that you like who you like. When I when I heard the uh, the album, you remember that like right now I can't even think of it. The album where it was like uh, like lime or uh, neon green and like black, uh, and it was E40's album, um, and it was I'm the man is on there. The uh, uh, you and that booty's on there. Like, it's like a big, you go big on, album. You go You're deep. talking about, um, I think it's my ghetto report card. My ghetto report card. That's <laughs> it, dude. Seriously. That's what a, it. What, what a name. Let's what go. A name. And, and I showed that to all of my friends. And like, that's a great album. 90% of them were like, dude, this is fucking sweet. And, and then just, the other people would be like, I would show them because. Because obviously there's the radio songs. I mean, there was the You and That Booty song. You and That Booty. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Like, that's good. Uh, Tell Me When To Go was on there, which was hard for a radio song, by the way. I'm going to say that right now because I still jam that song. But that rest of that album, uh, Yay Area, like, uh, I, I have that. I love that whole album. And that's where I started sharing it with friends. And then we started, like, listening to the rest of the, the whole catalog and going back and just being so blown like your mind being blown by the fact that this dude's been rapping for like 45 yeah. years and he's been on every, <laughs> like no he, other you can't say that about any other he's rapper. been on everyone's tracks yeah. too Everyone. i got a funny story so my kids i got teenage kids my daughter's just turned 14 and um my stepson just he's just turned 14 so they're like everybody thinks they're twins but anyway <laughs> they're like who's your favorite rapper i said e40 Never heard of him. Oh, <laughs> so shit. I, I said, who do y'all like? They they play it. I said, he won't be around next year. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. So back to E-40. Y'all never heard of him? Never heard of him. Check this out. Big Shine. <laughs> I don't F with you. Oh, yeah. I heard that song. Yeah, E-40 on That's that. That's E-40. <laughs> uh, or Yo Gotti. This is a newer one, but it's one of my choice, favorites. Choice, song, yeah. choice is good. Yeah. E40 yep. is the greatest rapper of all time. He, he's one of the most he's, unique. He's original. Nobody nobody can relate to E40. A lot of people don't like him and that's cool. I don't get it. E40 will tell you himself. He's look, so unique. He'll yeah. tell you himself, man. Look, I don't care what you think. I'm the greatest rapper ever done it and there's a lot of people who feel the same way. A lot of rappers have bit off E40 or just everybody's done music with E40. He's this is He's just original man He's mm-hmm. like nobody else And I'll tell you another thing E-40 has like Kind of laced me up man Growing yep. up Listening to him All he raps about Is entrepreneurship yep. Absolutely He doesn't rap about bullshit He raps about Taking your money And investing it in yourself Starting a business I mean I learned a lot of stuff From listening to E-40 man A lot So 
Yeah, but he's he's one of my favorites. Like I said, I I, I went through all of Apple Music and just started uh, downloading the songs that I knew, and now I'm going to start going through with the ones that I haven't heard in a while. Well, check out his yeah. newest album with Be Legit. Yep. Because Be Legit, I know y'all know who Be Legit is. He's I a, do not. He's E-40's cousin. Yep. Okay. okay. E-40 had a group called E-40 and the Click. Now, see, in yep. the last, like, three, four years, I am in... I don't know. I'm just not up, up to date with the music anymore. I mean, this is nothing new. It's old. But, you should yeah. know. I'm really but, excited to talk to you about one dude in particular. Uh, I want to know if you I didn't know they were family. That's a great album. Yeah. <laughs> it just came out two years ago. I know. <laughs> but I never knew that those guys were, like, they're real family. E-40 and D-Shot and Sugar T, they're brothers and sisters. Yeah. And Be Legit is their big cousin. So. No, dude, it's, but it's, I'm a huge, it's pretty sweet. Like, uh, I listen to some of the weird shit like Big L, Big Pun, nice. Scarface, yep. Bumpy, Ghetto Boys. Get, oh, Ghetto Boys. I like, I like I'll, never, alone. I'll, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget riding in my dad's Explorer when he had a 12s and Gangsta Boogie came off for the first time. Yeah. When it first started, I was like, I ain't never heard this version of Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> and then they started rapping, and I was like, God damn. I'm like nine years old, and this is explicit, yeah, <laughs> you know? Uh. What up, like you I know, Gangstar and and E40, like bitch. I smoke something, bitch. UGK is my favorite group. U- I was about to touch on UGK is Texas rappers, Houston, Houston rappers, Houston's bro. Houston's huge. Houston bro. had a real good run in the late now, 90s, some, early 2000s. Some, some, early of, 2000? some of them died off, like you know, uh, David, uh, uh, David Banner. He was from Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, was he? Uh, Oh, oh, I thought he yeah. Mississippi, but he he falls into that category. Yeah, but uh, DJ pa- Paul Wall. Or, yeah, that's that. What, bro? Wait, no. from, come on, man. They're from Memphis. Are they? Yeah, bro. I thought he was always repping Houston. DJ Paul, Juicy J. They're from Memphis. Yeah, yeah. he's he's talking Paul about Wall. Paul we, we Wall. Actually, oh, we, Paul Wall. Paul Wall yeah. is it's from. the Ice Man. Paul yeah. Wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually have a buddy who signed okay. with him that rep. Uh, Swisher House. Them. Yeah, BBZ. Really? Wow. So that's that's re- this is a really good transition. So. We, we always talk about this dude, man, but he's honestly one of the most underrated rappers ever. Chameleonaire. Chameleon? See, he had his radio play stuff, Riding Dirty, Turn It Up, but if you go so in... So you're the one that got my brother. Anytime I'm riding my probably. brother, he always bumping Chameleonaire, and I listened to it, and at first I was like, why the fuck you listening to Chameleonaire? I ain't never heard this. And then I've got a couple of CDs, and I'm fucking... Yeah, I was like an amazing oh, artist. All right, Chameleonaire, pretty dope. But uh, trans- so, do you know who Big Crit is? Yeah, that is one of my. Big he's my number two all time. Behind, really? Behind Pac. I love Crit, but I've only but I've got like three or four songs of his, like uh, the country song. Uh, country shit. Yeah, country shit. I love that song. I don't know why, but there's something about that song that I love. I'm a huge Big Crit advocate. Did I showed you Big Crit right? Or no? No, I wish you would have. But uh, when I was in barber school, I was riding with a guy that I was going to barber school with. He's listening to a mixtape. And I'm like, like I told y'all, UGK is my favorite group of all times. I've heard every song. See, Outkast is my favorite ever. And I'm like, I said, said, who is this, man? I never heard this song from UGK. He says, it's Big Crit. I said, no, no, no. The song we just listened to. Because Big Crit sounds just like Pimp C sometimes. You couldn't tell them apart. And I'm like, no, the Pimp C. He said, no, it's Big Crit. So I just, I didn't take to him because he just sounded too much like Pimp C. I didn't like that at first. 
But just a year ago, mm. just a year ago, I'm in the barber shop and I'm like, hold on, man. This dude is amazing. Like, he's definitely one of my favorite artists he, right now. As of right now. He's one of my favorite. He's my favorite. So y'all got shit playing while while you cutting? <laughs> Do we have anything playing? <laughs> you need to come to the my, against the grain bar. My shop, my sir. bad. Yeah, get out. <laughs> you need to come to against the grain, man. Let me tell you a little bit about our setup, man. As soon as you walk in, we got three TVs in the front room. Massive place. It's massive. Two of them have video games: Xbox, PlayStation. Other ones got. You can just watch TV on the top now, TV. Whatever. Then on our side of the room, we're always bumping some big crit. There's a massive what, fifty five inch on sixty five six, inch. Oh, hell yeah, sixty five inch where we just play YouTube all day. Hell yeah, and if we're not playing YouTube, we're watching a movie. Oh, that's we watch that. movies. It's you're gonna have fun at against the grain. You're gonna have a what good time. What kind of movies you guys watching? What you want to watch? <laughs> Whatever. What do you want to watch? Like I said, we watched Demolition Man earlier. Every, oh my hell god, yeah, one of my favorite Wesley Snipes roles of all time. You gonna, you guys are gonna need to go pick up three seashells tonight. Cause <laughs> ain't no more toilet paper out there. <laughs> yeah, no more toilet paper. I don't understand how the seashells work. <laughs> I never learned either, but hell, we're at, we're shit out of luck, man. Ain't no toilet paper left. So, oh, Simon man. Phoenix, bro. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's. Uh, I'm a conspiracy theorist guy. I'm not deep oh, into shit. it. You shouldn't we have can't, said, we can't start. You shouldn't have said no, no, that because no. y'all motherfuckers. I don't get <laughs> oh, deep no, into we it. can't start. I don't get deep into it, but I just, like that movie, I was my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies growing up. Me too. Now I look at it differently. Like, Oh, yeah, like Taco Bell could really be that some. That shit is scary. <laughs> well, think about it. Taco Bell's the first to do everything these days. Right. They breakfast. started selling God breakfast damn. first. Here we go. <laughs> they french fries. They He's deliver. over here licking his lips. Like, they they changed the game on french they fries. They changed the game. They deliver food before anybody else yeah. Nacho fries suck. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, dude. You're a fucking know. crazy hey, person. I like the nacho They're fries. All right, They're bro. delicious. I've never got them warm, so. I mean, if you got the munchies. Shit, I'm from Greenfield, good. dog. Yeah. They don't serve warm food in Greenfield. <laughs> but no, I, I get you. I feel you on that one. That uh, movie's a little scary now. Yeah. That's well, why I played it today. I said, "You guys got toilet paper? Let me show you about the three seashells." You guys gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta check out. I mean, you, I don't know, you've probably already seen it, but Idiocracy. Yep, that'll start coming that is true. So funny, it's coming that true so right funny. now. What's his name? Uh, Wilson. Uh, Terry Crew. Oh, Owen uh, Wilson. No, it's not Dax Owen. Shepard. Or not Owen. It's his brother. It's his brother. I always forget the brother. Luke, Luke Wilson. Luke, yeah, Luke Wilson, yeah. Terry Crews. Uh, Are you sure? Is yeah. that a tight end? No. Well. <laughs> I think there is a Luke Wilson yeah. tight end as well, but oh, no, shit. Luke Wilson, definitely Luke Wilson. Yeah, it's definitely Luke. Uh, but no, I... Uh, yeah, it is. One they're of the, they're one, both ugly as hell. <laughs> one wow. Of the, one of the things that I uh, wanted to kind of wrap this up with is, uh, first of all, tell everybody where they can find you again. Against the Grand Barbershop, 130 East Washington Street, right next to uh, Washington Square Mall. Next to Bubba's H&R Block. Give him your social media. Yep. Life of Darren on Instagram. Listen, Uh, follow this man. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Honestly, man, so I came back on another level. You did. You fucking. I came back on another another level, man. Um, Get with me, man. (laughs) Yep. I'm I'm telling you, here in about five years, I'm going to have 100,000 followers. Oh, yeah. Easy. Because I do what I love, Man. and I'm passionate about it. Like, it's 
I will fit you in it's, any it's, time. It don't matter. I love it's strange hair. to say that I look up to a youngster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, but I follow me, bro. Bro, I do though, because I follow you, and I'm like, damn, this is an inspirational motherfucker right now. On Facebook, it really yeah. is. On like Facebook. you really are, man. Yeah. Like you. He knows it because I can see it in his face right now. He like that's why I'm fucking with this young man. Lot, man. Like you, you do, man. Because I mean. There's not many people that keep it real. Not many people that keep it 100 and they're doing what they love. And you are the epitome of that. I'm not even saying I'm keeping it real, bro. I just, I'm being me. Yeah, and that's keeping it real. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, not many people are doing what, not many people come back the way that you did. Dude, I was in the the slums, man. Not many. Mentally, (sighs) emotionally. I was going through it, man. I really, really was. And that's what we, I didn't, we, neither of us talked about it earlier, but this past couple of years, man, has been the. Yeah, we passed right by your question, by the way. Yeah. I was the only one who answered. Yeah, I know that's your own fault. That was. No, I'm kidding. The past couple of years has been the tough, toughest times in my you life. You want to dive into it? Oh, shit. It's up to you, bro. Oh, it's up to you. We don't have to. Do you, do you want to take off and then I'll, I'll finish because mine's like, oh, shit. Yeah, mine's going to take a minute. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Mine's gonna take a minute too. Yeah. Do we have a minute? We ha- we have as much time as you guys want. It's up to y'all. AB, what? Yeah. About- I don't really have any stressful points in my life I want to share. Um, Either what's the happiest time of your life, man? That's good too. All right, I'll just share the moment story. you signed, Darren. I, I'll share a story with y'all, man. Three so. three hundred million. <laughs> two, two two years, three hundred million. So when I started barber school, I went through a lot of BS. I said I was starting off part-time. I had to switch jobs and everything. So I took a job at the prison in Plainfield. I was a corrections officer. Jesus. My mother's been, she worked there for 20 years, so she kind of helped me get the job. And I didn't want it, but I needed a job to pay for barber school. And um, I mean, when I was going to barber school, like, that changed my life, man. Like, I used to stress about a lot of BS and just life in general. But something just hit me, like, you know, you're in control of your own life, you know. If you're going to be upset and mad about it, it's not going to really help you. So, That's something so many people don't understand. Yeah, it, I nowadays. mean, once I learned that, like, nothing bothers me anymore, man. I can be flat broke, no way to get to work. I'm happy, man. I'll figure like, it the fuck out. I mean? That's no, my motto every like, day. I don't let things bring me down. So I don't have really any that's sad a, stories real, to show y'all. I'm like on the same page, man. There's so many people out there that, like, I'm having a bad day, man. Can you just yeah, help me? It's not going to help you. No, I'm not going to help you. Like, figure it the fuck out. It's, it's not going to help being down. So it's just, I, I try to keep a, a, a happy um, attitude at, no matter what's going on in my life. Like, you won't know. A lot of girls I, I deal with, they're like, you're just so nonchalant. Like, you never show any emotion, but. Oh, that pisses them off. It pisses them off. <laughs> like, Trust me, I've been there. Like she, I came over one day, she cooked for me. She's like, "Did you like it? It was good. It was cool. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm never cooking for you again." <laughs> but um, I think we're kindred spirits, so my friend. My last job I had, last job I will ever have, I was working at the prison, and um, I was an officer that carried the firearm. And um, this was, Shoot. I guess, this was a stressful moment because, like I said, my mother worked there, and um, I had an accident one day. I come back from. The whole weekend, I was um, escorting an inmate to the hospital because they send them to the hospital if they get sick, but you got to have officers with them. And um, <laughs> as we get back to the um, You want to switch real quick, bro? 
Oh, I'm going to give him so much shit for this afterwards, <laughs> guys. Don't worry. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Except for me, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had an accident with the gun because I've had a gun permit since I was 18. So I've always carry a pistol. I don't know more, but I don't feel like I need one mm-hmm. like I used to when I was a little younger. But I always, I always, when I take my magazine out, I make sure there's nothing in the mag, and you know, nothing's loaded. So I did the same thing this day, but my partner was kind of over my shoulder. So I'm like, hey, man, go turn in a vehicle so we can go home. I stick the gun in the barrel, and I pull the trigger to just release the firing mechanism. Mm-hmm. And my dumbass left the magazine in there. So it shot one off. Oh, shit. And I'm not, like, freaking out or nothing. I'm like, fuck, I messed up. They're going to fucking do something to But me. it's a right. prison, so they. Oh, yeah. It was big shit to them. Uh, to me, I'm like, just let me go home. I'm tired. Cut that bitch off. They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh no, you must be. Um, you're in shock, and we're gonna take you to the hospital and check your blood and shit. And I'm like, the whole thing. I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm embarrassed because I'm embarrassing my mother. You know, what I mean, she works here. Everybody knows me because of my mother. So I'm like, I was just in a bad mood about that. They wouldn't let me drive my own car home. I had, uh, I had some booty waiting on me. <laughs> They're like, no, we're gonna drive you. They home. for real told you you can't. No, they they took me to the hospital, checked my blood. Then they, well, they didn't check blood, but they gave me a piss test. Then they drove me all the way home from Plainfield to Indianapolis, Damn. in my car. Damn. They wouldn't let me drive home. They felt like I was in shock or I was going to harm myself. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been just carrying a gun like since I was 18. Was they, Jesus. they probably did. They bro. probably thought he was high. Right. Here, take this real quick. We're so, test your um, urine. <laughs> that's pretty stressful, though. But, uh, yeah, they didn't They didn't penalize me for that accident. I lost my job because I had dirty piss. Oh. <laughs> We've all been there. Happen. So, again, 100%. I was going to. At least like, I have. I was stressed. <laughs> Don't look I'm at like, me. <laughs> I was stressed out because of that because I'm like, man, they're going to look at my mom like. Yeah, that's a different set of You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yep. But that was my last job. I'm glad I got fired. Yep. It, it set you on a different path. Because I was never going to quit that job. I was going to cut hair on the side mm-hmm. and work at the prison. It was easy money. You never yep. do nothing. Everything happens for a reason. That was a fire. Every interaction. the ass type yeah. deal right there. So a story that I think you thought wasn't going to be that big a deal turned into a good that's a, that's a, fucking story that's a major, and, a, and inspirational. Bro, that's, a, that's a major life event for you. Yeah. yeah. Do you realize like that was probably the stepping stone to, for you to – I do, man, because I, I was never leaving absolute, that job, man. Yeah. I, I was the man at the prison. Yep. All, the, all the officer ladies wanted me. <laughs> here we go. Hey, I like ironing my hey. uniform every day and shining my shoes and shit. This dude right here? Bro. Hey, I, I, Juice. It was a good time. Juice man. God, bro. He, every every mom that comes up here, hey, honey. I'm What's up? I see him posted up like, hey, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to be like you. Hey. Any, of, any single, single mamas, mamas out any there. single moms want to take care of a hardworking twenty four year old? This little motherfucker need a role model over here. <laughs> <laughs> so to so to pivot to you, Johnny, what uh what's your moment? Because oh, you're shit. the one who asked the question. Yeah, I know, but I've got like seven, so I'm gonna go with um, man bragger over here. Had a lot of stressful moments. I'm an emotional creature, and I own that. Hey, we right here, bro. We we on the same vibe. Right so now. I uh. I was in a hostage situation once when I was a teenager, like in okay. a junior high school, actually. Um, 
So this is back when MySpace was around, and there was no Facebook, Twitter, and MySpace, all that shit. MySpace, shout out to MySpace. Shout out to MySpace. Man, so, they were so guys. far ahead of their time. Poor guys. So I was, uh, I was going to Mount. I just transferred to Mount Vernon, and I met a dude there. We was cool, and we met a couple girls from Avon, Indiana, that uh, went to Avon High School, and they was like, "Yeah, you gonna come to this football game?" And blah blah blah, we'll party. Blah blah blah. They're like, "Yeah, cool. We'll come up. Fuck with you." So we go up there, and we decide, like, my buddy, the buddy that I went with, his dad just so happened to live about 25 minutes away, and his sister lived in the same area, and right. it was like, I was like, hey, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to smoke one, you know, like, can we, can we get some? <laughs> so he hit his sister up, and we go over there. We're there for about five minutes. He's weighing it out, and then all of a sudden we hear two gunshots and somebody beating on the door. And I was like, oh, shit, it just got real. <laughs> like, okay. And then I looked down the hallway, and it's a very small hallway. And his sister's boyfriend is all tweaked out on either meth or heroin, and he's just sitting there with a butcher knife. And I was like, okay, so exit number one, I ain't fighting no meth head with a butcher <laughs> knife. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm 17 years old. I don't know. No, nah, I'm not doing that one. Okay, cool. So we we go back to this bedroom, and it's a real intense situation because he's got a few people with him. They're trying to collect drug money from his sister. Well, his sister's boyfriend, and they, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. There's nobody else out here. It was real fucking intense. But like one one of the things that scared me was, as everybody else is freaking out, I was just chilled. Like I didn't feel nothing. For a little while, like I, w I remember sitting there, <laughs> and this is really sad to say, but I remember at one point, like I'm just thinking, like, okay, if I was in prison, how do I survive this? And I was like, oh shit, there's a closet with clothes in it, so if I open that up and there's metal hangers, and I straighten that shit out, I can just start stabbing the motherfucker, wrap it around my hands, and if I get a good right hook in and catch him in the neck, like that's just my thinking, cause I'm, you know, I'm 17, I didn't know no better. And I remember vividly being pissed off when I opened up the closet and I saw plastic hangers. I was like, this luxurious bitch that owns this house. God damn. But it was just a really intense situation where, like, eventually they ended up leaving. They didn't kick in the door or nothing. But it was. But really you were worried. Oh, man. I wasn't really, though. Like, it really taught me a lot about myself because I didn't feel nothing. I was just like... When shit, when shit goes down, if it comes, like, I'm just going to fucking react to it. I'm not like, like, my buddy's freaking out. I'm not going to say his name just because he went on to become a state police <laughs> <laughs> officer. His sister's crying. I've got her crackhead boyfriend sitting in the hallway with a fucking butcher knife just rocking back and forth. And I'm just sitting there kind of like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to fucking react to it accordingly. So they, but they end up leaving. And him and I, you know, we went there to get a sack. And he's, like, freaking out. So he's like, fucking, let's go. So we hurry up out to his little Chevy Cavalier, like a 98 Chevy Cavalier. And we he didn't want to say the name, but <coughs> he just said the car and uh, no, <laughs> had no. a sister. And uh, now state police officer. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to name any names, but he's a state police officer. <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll know who it is. Uh, but his I, address but is. But I ain't uh, going to say his name. Nationally, but they will not anyway, know him. Like, this is the <laughs> fucked up thing about it, though, because we're in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's nobody left or right for miles 
So when we pull out of the driveway, we're scared kids. We're booking it the fuck out of there to try to get somewhere where we feel safe. What we don't think about is these motherfuckers just pulled out of the driveway too, and they either going left <laughs> or they going right. And we chose left, and he's stepping on the gas, and we come up behind his truck, and then it dawns on us. Like, we have that moment where we sitting there, and we like, oh, shit, that's him. <laughs> like we ride up on their bumper and it was yeah it was just a really intense situation what, what did they do anything no they we just they they ignored zipped you. on past them but it was yeah. just like a it was like one of those situations where it was like i learned a lot about myself and the people around me and i realized that like the people around me when shit really hits the fan it's not kill or be killed but it really is because Everybody else is freaking out. As soon as they heard that second gunshot, everybody just flipped out. Like, this crackhead's got a fucking butcher knife, and he just sitting there. He don't want to pay this dude. The sister's crying. My buddy, like, who I was like, bro, you was saying you was going to go to the army and do this and that, and you, like, crumbling, homie. Like, what are you doing? And everybody's freaking out, and I was just sitting there, and I was just kind of like, all right, man. Well, that's that's, that's interesting you said that because everybody deals with – things differently especially like an intense situation like that like you dealt with it fairly well well i mean fight or flight i would say that but like it also scared me because like i had no emotion i was just sitting there like what's up so if i go through this hallway i gotta fight this crackhead to get where i'm gonna go or i can jump out the second story window i think you gotta fight the crackhead crackhead's just protecting himself well, yeah, that's the problem. You can't predict what a crackhead with a butcher knife is going to do in a very narrow hallway. Just, just but it was it it, it it did kind of scare me, but it also like made me proud because I was like, man, like I just kind of sat there and I was just like, whatever happens, happens. If he gets here, I know he's going to go through the crackhead with the butcher knife because the projectile versus the butcher knife, we know what's going to happen there. So if I just kind of motion myself here, as soon as he comes to this room, the sister's dead first because she just sitting there crying. Gosh. And then it's kind of like I got to hope I get one lucky shot in and hope I can skirt out of there. Before. You definitely thought through that quite <laughs> I really, a bit. Dude, I really did. I, de- I dead ass before I opened that closet. Hey, I'll bro, ne- sorry. Your sister's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that moment where I was sitting there and I thought I was so cool because I was like, Oh shit! I can just grab this metal hanger, flatten yeah, it out, straighten it out, and if I like wrap it he around my wrap, hand, it around it, wrap it around my hands, I can just start stabbing this motherfucker with punches. Oh. And I open up that closet, and I was like, "Oh, it's plastic, fuck!" All right, <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna deal with it. Man, yeah, that was a really intense situation. It just kind of, but I you mean, made it out, and you but learned there's about been yourself. Other, there's other times where like I was buying drugs, and people pulled pieces out, and you know. Learned a lot about myself because I was just like, oh, I'm either fucking dead or. <laughs> I mean, there's really not. not a lie you can do in that because I've been in that situation. <laughs> I'm like, I right, probably what you're selling me is not real, but you got your gun right there. So well, I'm, I'm just going to go about ahead that. and take it's like, that. They got what I want, but it's like, well, we want your money. It's like, ah, fuck. I don't know. Please don't pull the trigger. Thanks. Right. I just must have dealt with a little bit. What nicer. about you? Okay, so. Your question was toughest or stressful. Toughest or most stressful. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go different. I'm gonna go toughest. So in 2016, when I'm in the middle of doing what I love most, cutting hair, 
I was a junior in college. I'm sitting here cutting hair, hanging out with 10, 15 of my homies. My dad calls me. I didn't answer him. You know, I'm chopping up. My brother calls me. Didn't answer. They both texted me the same shit. Hey, call me when you can. Love you. I stop in the middle of my cut because I feel something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Call my dad. My sister passed away that morning. Jesus. 31. This was in 2016. And it's wild because I knew before I even called him because she had previously had problems with kidney, with her kidney, because it's a hereditary issue. That's how she passed. Mm -hmm. And I knew she had passed away. And that really made me realize how messed up I was. Um, dealing with just all the teenage stuff, you know, being 14 years old, parents divorcing, you know. Oh, is that where you were at? You were 14? I, no, I was. No, at he that was time, in I was, college. I was 21 oh, at the okay, time. Okay. I was 21 at the okay. time. But this is, like, it was all basically a domino effect. And But that drastic event of my sister passing made me realize, like, holy shit, I need to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And guess what I did? I bottled everything up. Just, oh, yeah. You know, just like a guy does. And then it all really came crashing down <laughs> within the past year. Mm. And that that is why I feel like my story is more of just recovery. Yep. And I'm I'm pushing through everything, you know, I'm doing great. I'm this is the happiest I've ever been. Good. This it, is the best I've ever it's been. It's so important sometimes to this by, is, by this far. Is a, this is a word that I use a lot that I don't think people appreciate very much, but sometimes you just kinda you gotta kinda detach from life and fucking figure it out. But yeah. your your story, like following you, man, you are a legitimate inspiration. Nah, man, I'm not. <laughs> no, nah, man. It's Don't even try to fucking give me that humble smile right now because nah. he's he sees it too, and he's proud of you. I can tell by how how he's looking. Like you, you legitimately are an inspiration, man. I'm just. I'm Darren, bro. Hoss, whatever you want to call me, yeah, bro. I'm I just... appreciate the humbleness, but fucking accept it, bro. <laughs> you, you are an I, inspiration, I, 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 my I, man. I truly, truly appreciate <laughs> all the love and respect that everybody's given me the past six, seven years. Even life and even throughout life in general, you know, family support, um, my best friend supporting me, AP, you guys, you know, it's 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 a really, really good feeling and that I know people are there for me. For sure. You know, and that that's something that, like, I think social issues in general that a lot of people ignore, that some people feel so lost and so alone, but in reality, there are people there for you. Yep. You know, so don't take certain steps to... It's so important to understand that. Yeah. Um, everything happens for a reason. I, I stress that a lot. Because what? even though something's so negative, you know, a breakup will tr- crush you, but... Look at what you're taking from that that breakup, right? Experience. Uh, something from that person didn't work well with you, so take what did work well with them and know what's best for you. Absolutely. And that that doesn't just doesn't apply to relationships. It applies to life. Right. You know. So be be uh be positive about a negative situation. You know. Oh yeah, you need to meet our buddy Ian. Oh yeah, be a good time. That'd be good. Oh, be I, a good I guarantee podcast. you guys would Let's hit do it off instantly. Yep. He's a uh, hundred and seventy. Hundred and seventy. I know who he champ. is. I know who he he's, is. He's 
Maybe. You know how I am with MMA. I'm yeah. huge on it, yeah. man. So you guys, uh, I would met Ian before. Can we? Can we get Tony versus Khabib, please? Well, no, please, not please. now. Not with Corona. Well, bro. First off, who do you think would win? Not COVID nineteen. <laughs> okay, so I love Tony. I love Tony, but Khabib just has this way of fucking wrapping you up like an anaconda. But <laughs> Tony, dude, but is t- a dog. T- Tony's. I've never seen anything like Tony. He's t- just t- a, from he, from anywhere. Bro, from anywhere. My all time, bro. You. My all time favorite fighter, Diaz brothers. Oh, but man. you know what I'm saying? But Tony is just like turned up, a turned up version of them, <laughs> yeah, bro. I know. He he just. Uh, he's dirty, like, though. If Khabib wraps you up, it's hard. He, but Tony's not the kind of guy that gets wrapped up. And then it's a good he, fight, bro. He's gonna, he's just gonna catch you in a, in a way that it's like, oh, oh shit, oh. Yeah. I, I think that is one hundred percent one of those Joe Rogan moments where Joe Rogan's like, oh, you know, and they freak out. That's. I want to see it. I got to see it. I got to see it. I can't wait for Thug Rose to come back. Uh, oh, my <laughs> God. Thug Rose. It's got to be Rose. Thug Rose. It's got to be Rose versus Joanna, right? No, bro. What? That is you a don't. T- bro, first off, Joanna won that fight. <sighs> Thank you. She won that fight. It just didn't look like she did. She God, 100% damn. won that fight. Secondly, Rose beat her twice, bro. Oh, they've already fought? I didn't Ioana, know that. I didn't know Ioana that. Joanna and Rose? Yeah, I didn't know they that. They fought twice, bro. Oh, I didn't know that. Rose knocked her out. The yeah, first I fight, didn't. won the belt, and then I did not they ran that. it back, and she whooped on her again. I did not know that. And then, so I'm just going to humbly. Yeah. Know your role. Shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 no, but, uh, no, yeah, the, R- Rose is going to come back, and she's going to be champion. She's bad. But, yeah, uh, with these kind of conversations that we're having, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, sorry. Uh, because you still got to get your fucking – Weird main. That's up. To, that's up to. With, that's with up to these your guys. Your main maintained. Yeah. That's and, up to these guys. And we've got uh we got these two guys uh, from Against the Grain Barbershop. Did you give your social media? I did not. Um, Antoine Pay on Facebook. Um, AP underscore the underscore barber on Instagram. Hell yeah. And you can also follow our barbershop page. It's ATG Barbershop three one seven. Hell yeah, ATG Barbershop 317. I think I tagged it on Facebook. And so you you posted our Facebook page. You tagged the Facebook page on there. Yeah, Hell so yeah. go, the, go um, there. So yeah. this this has been Juice in the Morning 211, episode 211. It's been the Friday 13th Ooh. coronavirus <laughs> episode. It is Friday the 13th, isn't it? <laughs> and coming up. That's uh, why they were playing that Michael music in Guitar Center. We was like. Who's these weird motherfuckers yeah. playing Michael Myers <laughs> while we can and, and coming up next <laughs> Thursday, it's going to be, what, March 19th? March 19th, we are going to be doing a thing that Johnny coined the term, and hopefully the Joe's girl's okay with it. We're going to be doing Barch Madness, or Barch Madness. So we're going to be playing some games. We're going to be doing the uh, live video. Um, join in with us because uh, we're actually going to hook up to the internet, do it live, make sure you guys can interact with us. And if you're on 116th Street or anywhere on the north side of Indianapolis, join us because we're going to party. Like, I know that the coronavirus has canceled a lot of things. If you want to have some games and you want to have some competition, you want to enjoy yourself, come out to Joe's Grill on 116th Street at about, I think I'm going about noon. I think I'm going to do lunch there. Start I'm gonna day get a drinking. Fat fucking steak. Yeah, start day drinking and, like an and eat there, and uh, 
you know, have my antibiotics of tequila and my uh, just my normal vitamins of Corona. Hey, people. Corona light beer. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah, wash your hands. And don't your be, dick. Don't be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> don't be dirty. And uh, join us for Barch Madness at, uh, at Joe's Girl on 116th Street. And as we get the hell out of here, we're going to finish it up with just a little bit of... Oh, come on, you fucker. There we go. So once again... Thank you guys from Against the Grain Barbershop. Appreciate it. Thanks for Good having podcast. Me. Appreciate you guys. All love. Shout and out we'll, to Juice in the Morning. We'll see you guys next week. Elk juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> Shane might choke you out for saying that. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice in the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at J. B underscore juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the juice himself, you can follow me at juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the morning.